Oscar goes to Parasite. <laughs> Welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. Monday, February 10th. I'm Jay Skeets, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Good morning, everybody. What's up, Tassie? We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey-yo. Hey-yo. The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friend. Mm. Last but not least, making the magic happen is JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Thanks for joining us on a Monday. Follow us on social media, Twitter, and Instagram. Yeah, both of them, at No Dunks Inc., you know we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash nodunksinc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. And don't forget to email us your NBA questions and your comments to nodunks at theathletic.com. You best believe we'll be stepping on the beach a little later this week. So get those cues in right now. How was everybody's weekend? Good times, Lee? You got a haircut. Looking fresh. Sure did, so man. fresh. Got to get ready for Chicago. You got to uh, look your best for All-Star Weekend. Can you believe we're going to Chicago this Friday? I can believe it. Really? Because it's been on the calendar for a while. Yeah. Man, I don't know. <laughs> got here in a hurry. He's a logical man over here. <laughs> the season's <laughs> flying by already. I don't know what's going on 32 here. years since the All-Star Weekend has been in Chicago. Did you know that? I did yeah. not. I did not. <laughs> I mean, I can do the yeah. math. You've been on the calendar for a long time. 32 there you go. years. There you go. You excited? Very excited. Yeah. 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 It'll be cold though Friday. Oh, here we go. That's, That's good. Weather. That's good. Yeah. I wish it was 32 degrees Fahrenheit. It won't be. It'll be a lot colder than that. What did you say it was going to be? Uh, the forecast is calling for 14 Fahrenheit ah, right now. Balmy. But sunny, you know? Oh, yeah. That's so beautiful. We'll be outside on sunny. the beach. 14 feels like 18 in the sun. So, uh, no Bring problems. Bring your big scarves. All right. Yeah. That's uh, coming up this week. We do have our live show Saturday night uh, before the All Star festivities. At Shuba's Tavern. Now, that's sold out in a hurry. Sorry, guys. Tickets, they're long gone. But, but, I saw a couple people asking about this on Twitter and Instagram. We will, in theory, be posting the live show podcast uh, either later that night or early the next morning. We also have a plan to do another podcast on the Sunday, wrapping up the Saturday night festivities in Chicago. So we'll have some content coming throughout the weekend. And make sure, you know, I'm, I'm telling you every day here to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. But come on. That's when you know the, the content kings will be pumping it out, having some fun there, freezing our asses off in Chicago. We're so. going live for 72 hours straight okay. on Instagram. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love that idea. All right, let's get to um, winners and losers from the weekend. I guess the biggest winner, you heard it off the top, Parasite, the big winner of the weekend, cleaning up at the Oscars. But what about the NBA weekend? <laughs> what do you guys have for uh, the biggest NBA uh, winner of the weekend? Well... The Andrew Wiggins era in Golden State off to a resounding success after uh, his debut on Saturday. It's clear there is no way it can fail. Uh, <laughs> it's it's clear that it can fail, but I think it's a good start for uh, a few reasons. It's it's also good not just because of the way he played, but good for Warriors fans to get used to Andrew Wiggins' way of playing, which is he is one of those really really gifted athletes, and it looks like he's not trying out there a lot of the time. And sometimes he isn't trying out there. Uh, but he is such a special athlete. I think it's good for them to get two months in before the games really count next season when Steph and Clay are back. The offense was good. He had opportunities. He drove to the rim. He did his thing that he's going to have to do when he gets space. He's just got a straight line drive because he's going to get space with those other guys. And he's not going to pass. And he doesn't need to pass. He's got to be that Harrison Barnes. Also a good sign. Defense. They're going to challenge him to be really good on that end. He was playing good defense. He was getting in LeBron's way. 
um, on Saturday night on ABC. He was getting in a lot of guys' way. That's that's going to be a challenge on that end. But he showed on both ends he can drive, not pass, and do that. Also good news this weekend that Steph Curry re- reiterated his uh, desire to come back in a few weeks, early March. So they're going to get a couple months together. Or I'm sorry. Yeah, let's say, let's say it's more yeah, like a month, month. together uh, before next season. So I think that's good, again, before the games really matter. He looks good in that gold jersey. Uh, and... He got some flack after the game because he said we lost a lot, you know, in Minnesota. So coming here and being part of a winning team and a winning culture is different. Losing is never fun. Just being here, you can tell by everyone's attitude. Everyone is a coach. Everything here, everywhere, they're winners. So he got flack because, hey, dude, you were a problem as a part of that culture in Minnesota. Uh, But I think it's clear he can't be a number one guy. He's not going to change a culture on his own. He's not a culture-setting type guy. And if he goes to a, a setting... I, st- I still think there's hope. It's just a decent start. 24 points on 12 shots. Attitude, good. Everything, okay. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think that's fair. A decent start is the best way to put it. Because still came in a loss. And, and, and it's not like we haven't seen Wiggins do this before. I mean, either even this season with the Wolves. Yeah. But it could have been a lot worse. So I'm, I'm, I'm on board with decent, for sure. And he did look good in the game. Well, and especially considering day. the very first possession he had the ball. A pull-up long oh. two, and you're like, oh, oh yeah, boy. baby, you're bringing the Wiggins with you to Golden State. But that was his only pull-up long two. Every other shot was a three-pointer yeah. or in the lane. He took nine free-throw attempts, being aggressive, getting to the hoop. If you're the Warriors, I suppose that's exactly what you want to see. It came in a loss, but you're getting a little experience playing next to Draymond Green. As Steve Kerr said, it's unusual for a power forward to be the leading assist guy on a team. So that's something you got to learn. Um, and he was aggressive. So uh, as long as you're getting the aggressive Wiggins, you're going to be happy. Will you get it every night? <laughs> Obviously not. No. But the good nights, enjoy it. It's crazy, though, how to me, we're looking at this guy, and, and even the Warriors are saying, listen, we don't want him to be – we're not expecting him to be a star. We just want him to go out there and contribute. Like – the expectations are pretty low for yeah. him. Yeah. They're saying, listen, we know he, he was pretty bad in Minnesota. His, his effort and his attitude wasn't there. So we just hope that he can maybe hit some shots and play some D. That's, all. That's basically saying he's a 3 and D. That's kind of all, all we expect from him for a guy who's making $30 million a year. So um, if, he, if, he gets, if he can take advantage of that opportunity, and again, this is all next season. You can't really take too much out of what you're going to see for the remainder of this season because it's simply not going to be the team he's playing on next season. But if he can you know capture that role and play it well then he's going to be effective yeah but again if he maybe he's going to come off the bench at times maybe there are other nights where they need him to step up and he, and he just won't if someone you know Steph or Clay or someone's out and he just won't so he's going to be challenged to uh, to raise his game at times but it, I, I'm just sort of surprised that everyone's been like listen we, we don't we're not expecting him to be the number one pick that he was six years ago we're just hoping that he can be a decent player for us yeah well if we're gonna give the warriors and wiggins sort of a winner in the weekend i assume we got to show some love to the other team involved in that trade at the deadline <laughs> the minnesota timberwolves that's exactly right that's my winner the minnesota timberwolves snapped a 13 game losing streak by hitting a franchise record 26 three-pointers they announced their new additions over the weekend and it was just a massive amount of people like uh, on their podium a zero a five a 41 a three a 12 a 16 a 14 that's a lot of new players yeah, seven guys right? yeah it's showing. crazy uh so d'angelo russell didn't play uh for the wolves on saturday but still 26 threes the most team most threes a team has hit that is not the houston rockets in nba history and they were led by malik beasley making his first appearance Huge. for the timberwolves seven threes a career high for him 26 threes in total everybody who played for the timberwolves hit a three-pointer except for keelan martin he only played a couple of yeah, minutes, though. Right. But, I mean, Nas Reed was jacking jack threes. It's the first win for the Timberwolves since January 9th. Carl Anthony Towns' first 
since November 27th. <laughs> and you heard even on the broadcast, they're like, the body language here is great. It was encouraging. You were hearing on Twitter, uh, on The Athletic, that basically the Timberwolves saved their rebuild by winning this one game. Because after the loss to the Hawks, Carl Anthony Towns was saying, you can see my patience is running thin. Yeah. When they acquired D'Angelo Russell, he said, this gives me some incentive to stay. This is the guy in the first year of a five-year contract, but that means he's thought about leaving already. So to go out and actually look good and destroy the Clippers... It's got to feel good for the Wolves. Yeah. Yeah. With Kawhi and Paul George in the lineup too, this wasn't one of their nights where it was like, we're just mailing this one in. So, yeah, incredible stuff to see the Wolves put up 142 points. I mean, they had 81 at half time. <laughs> incredible stuff. And, and Twitter was great during that because people are just saying like, what is going on here? This yeah. is just an incredible team. So, you what, know. What's, what's more sustainable, Wiggins or three bombing? It's a tough one. Cool. It's a tough one. It's a toss up. Well, 30, 39 funny. assists and 26 threes. <laughs> 26 of 44, too. That's a great percentage. You know what be, You know what might be more sustainable between a Wiggins you know, playing well on, on some nights and not on others, and then Malik Beasley playing with effort and like giving a little... Like Obviously, he hit a ton of threes. He's not going to hit seven threes every game. I get that. But he actually he, he gives him an injection of life, <laughs> some energy. I mean, he's playing for a contract, too. Like The guy wants to get paid, and it might be there. It may not, but... That that they de- they definitely looked they appeared to be a different team in just their celebrations alone like actually having some fun I swear to God the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, social media account it's completely changed too <laughs> since this trade it's like suddenly become one of the funnier ones in the league and they're leaning obviously into like the whole friendship with Cat and Russell and they're like. I don't know if they had an overhaul, too. Maybe they made a trade at the deadline we didn't know about for a new social media. Is Julie Fair working for the Wolves now? I don't know what's wow, going on. Wow, she came from the Warriors yeah, to the Wolves, right. too. Interesting. But I'm telling you, I noticed it. I'm like, well, this is like, they're, they're having a lot more fun. I don't remember seeing any of this. Well, they took a massive L early in the season when they had that great yeah. winning streak, and they're like, oh, we're not going to make the playoffs. We're going to be terrible. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, yes, they were terrible. But uh, enjoy it while you're on top because... I mean, 142 against one of the best teams in the league. Yeah. It doesn't happen every single night. So the nights it does happen when you're led by a guy like Malik Beasley, who was apparently watching the Hawks game from across the street in the hotel, just fuming, yeah. ready to get in the game, came out and was basically the best game of his career. That was cool. And the Wolves, I get to run an old, an old joke of mine back. The Wolves are better without D'Angelo Russell. Huh? 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 No. Anyway, <laughs> remember it was earlier in the year when, uh, when as soon as the Blazers signed Carmelo, they won and he didn't play. I said the Blazers are better without Mel. It was a great joke at the time. Oh, but it was a yeah, yeah. Great Maybe. joke, great joke. <laughs> <laughs> but what happens now when D'Angelo comes back? Because uh, Off the bench. Yeah. I mean, what do they do? Do they, do they throw him straight in the starting lineup? Or yep. do they just say, yeah, 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 yeah 100%. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what happens if they're down 10 points in they, the first few minutes? They won't even think twice about whether they'll do that. A yeah. uh, great photo from the weekend was the Minnesota Timberwolves introducing all their new players. Seven guys holding jerseys. Yeah, it looked like crazy. a brand it's new crazy. team. Yeah, It's it, wild. It is. It is. It was phenomenal. a big overhaul there. And uh, so far, so good. Yeah, got to give them a winner of the weekend. Uh, I like that both the Warriors and the and the Wolves getting some love here on Monday show. I'm going to say Julie Fair. Unlikely that she's the Timberwolves' uh, social media account manager mm-hmm, no. because she tweeted uh, on Thursday when Wiggins got traded. How soon until Dre makes Wiggins cry? Mm. She's probably not doing it. No, yep. that's right. Lee, who you got? Well, buried beneath the uh, Raptors' 14-game winning streak out in the East is the Celtics have a nice little seven-gamer of their own going. Now, I don't want to upset the Beantown boys, but two of those wins have come <laughs> against the Hawks, one against the Magic and one against the Warriors, but they have won 10 of their last 11. Yeah. So they're playing some pretty nice basketball right now. And, and last night's game, or yesterday afternoon's game against the Thunder, was a close one. 
And Marcus Smart came up with just another brilliant, spectacular defensive play right at the end awesome. there. Um, stole the ball from Shea Gilgis-Alexander and sealed the game. Sealed the game. Yeah. It, didn't, it didn't win the game. It just sealed it there for, for the Thunder. And I mean, Marcus Smart is one of those guys. He, he'll probably never be an all-star. Probably because he simply doesn't have the numbers. Sometimes he comes off the bench. Sometimes he starts. You know, often that's to, to do with injuries. But he is really the epitome of a team guy, a glue guy. He, I'm sure, could find bigger mints and a bigger role in another team. But he's so important to what the Celtics do. And we've seen that, you know, he's a bit of a, uh, you know, uh, erratic shooter at times. But you, know, you see it when it gets going. He hit those 11 threes. He can take those big threes. He's not afraid of them. He's not afraid of the moment. But look at some of the other things that he's done this season. Remember earlier in the year, he was defending Porzingis really well. And then yesterday makes the steal against the point guard. Like, he's so versatile and he does so much for that team that uh, I really think he is just as important to them as Brown and as Tatum and Kemba Walker. A different role, completely different role. But I think he gives them so much um, spunk on the defensive end, oh. but also on the offensive end. I he wish did. he was wearing a Cream City jersey. Highlight hustle plays uh, you know, is, is what he's, he's known as. And, and, and yesterday's wasn't necessarily a hustle play. It was just a good, smart play. Uh, but he's such a good player, but I don't think he's ever going to really get the recognition he deserves. No, no. You know, I mean, he gets the recognition all defensive now. Yeah. I mean, I think he'll be like a lock on this team for the next, you know, for the foreseeable future because he made one last year. That was his first one. He's going to be on these for the here on out yeah. for, for the next little bit. I would, I would assume at least. But the all star and deservedly so. The all star candidates are Brown, Tatum, and Walker oh, on that yeah. team, and and he's not even really close. Like no one even no, had him anywhere no, near. He's not going to be an all star. Um, I'm with you on that. But 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 again, I, I just think uh, he's such a great player, and and really does. So many guys would not be able to accept that role and thrive in it that yeah. he does because everyone wants to start and everyone wants to get all the shots. He doesn't get either of those. You know, he, he, he does sometimes start, as I said before. Yeah. But um, for a guy to actually really prove that he is a team guy is to come out there and play no matter what his role, no matter what his minutes, and to still not get those shots that he would love. Yeah, that was, a, that was an awesome win. I was watching that game um, yesterday, like you said, afternoon. I thought a couple other things from that. W- one that crossed my mind, I can't wait to see Mark, uh, excuse me, Kemba Walker in the playoffs on a good team. You know, because he didn't have a great game yesterday until he took over and hit like, those huge threes. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. He's on like I know he's been in the playoffs before with the Hornets here and there, but I'm like, oh, this is gonna be this could be special here. I forgot about you know, uh, his uh, he's got that gene for the for the, the clutch moments that he comes through. Man, in a playoff series, that could be awesome. Jason Tatum dominant again, um, took over in the third quarter. Tatum headband Tatum is a thing. This guy <laughs> yeah. has some money with that headband on, uh, so he's got to continue with that. Twenty-seven per game since being announced to the All-Star team as yeah. well. He's he is really. You're seeing it right people now. starting to say already, this is Jason Tatum's team, ahead of Kemba Walker. And I mean, the guy looks great. The he handle looks, looks improved, right and now. he's uh, he's getting to the line as well. That's a. Uh, He's looking great. Yeah, and then Tice came back from his injury because, you know, there was a lot of talk with the, the Celtics around the deadline of, like, do they need another big? Do they need a defensive big, a guy that, on that back line? Tice, I thought, in at least this OKC game, when he came back from me, he missed a couple. He was, I thought, awesome at the rim. He is a game-changer defensively for them. He's no joke. He's not a push-around. He obviously can step out a little bit. Um, he hit 1-3 yesterday, so he went for 4 if not great for him. But this, this team, I mean, if you don't have them, I think – on the short list of an Eastern Conference championship contender, I, you got to have them in there now, if all healthy. Now, Jalen Brown tweaked another ankle. He said, like, he didn't even know which ankle to limp on because now he's got both <laughs> buggered up, so that's not good because um, we know how important he is uh, to their success as well. But, 
Yeah, I'm with you. Celtics, you're right. The seven-game win streak. Some quality wins, you know, over the Heat and Philly mm-hmm. and OKC on the road there yesterday. So that's, um, that's a, an obvious winner of the weekend. That's a good one. I'm going to go with Canada for a winner of the weekend. <laughs> Let's get the anthem going here, J.D. <laughs> Canada, yes. Canada basketball specifically, of course. Although Canada is always really a winner of the weekend. A um, couple reasons. Kitchener's finest from the 519, Jamal Murray. Awesome in Saturday's win over the Suns. 36 points on 14 of 17 shooting. Had that little dribble handoff action going with Jokic, either scoring or finding him inside. Had the three drop in. He's averaging 29 points per game since returning from injury. Um, So I believe that's three games now. He's feeling it. Canada women's national team taking care of business in Belgium. The ladies are headed to the 2020 Olympics again. Third straight appearance for them. This is good, obviously. You want to see the women do it again, and then hopefully the men can follow it up in their qualifying tournament in the summer. And this team could medal the Canadian women's national team. They really could. That's their goal because they finished like eighth back in 2012, seventh in 2016 in Brazil. But they're considered one of the best teams in the world, and I think they'd be disappointed if they don't medal at the Olympics. Not that that will be easy, but that's going to be their goal. So congrats to them. The Raptors, you said it, Lee. Mm -hmm. Franchise record. Winning streak. 14 straight. Unbelievable. This is wild. And some crazy wins over the weekend. I mean, back-to-back wins versus the Pacers on the Friday night and then the Nets on the Saturday. Uh, And and look, all of them are special because they don't have a full squad, but that one on Saturday without Lowry, without Gasol, without Norm still. Terrence Davis getting his first home start, 20 points from him. Matt Thomas played a career-high 22 minutes. He shot 6 of 9, 3 for 4 from deep. I know some of you out there are going, who the hell is Matt Thomas? Yeah, that's what the Raptors are doing. They're just plug-and-play any of these guys, and they're delivering. Toronto's 39-14 and 14 after 53 games now, and this is the best start in franchise history. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's wild to watch. Um, I mean, I know there are a lot of guys in the race at the, at the table in the conversation for Coach of the Year, but I think, this, I think Nick Nurse at this point is sort of running away with it because of like this, the injuries but the continuing winning streak it's it's uh pretty amazing and he's obviously going to be the head coach of the all-star game there too and then just finally for canada to piggyback off the raptors winning streak my friends <laughs> ah man your my friends, friends get a winner of the weekend and here's why because <laughs> they're your friends no <laughs> homer no that's a probably a loser of the weekend being my friend uh the friends for watching a basketball game at a grocery store yes yeah, so a longo's supermarket up in canada because you know, grocery stores have just become like they're they're, they're like <laughs> set the scene, man. Paint the picture it's of like, a long. You can do everything in a grocery store now. You really can. It's true. And now there are like <laughs> so you know true. there are Starbucks down here and some and everywhere, of course, and like up there, like there are bar areas now in a grocery store that have the game on. So these guys, they're like, okay, Friday night, let's go to Longos to watch the game. And like firsthand, you're like, why would you want to watch in a grocery store? <laughs> Think about it. You buy whatever they, there are booze. There's booze there, so there's a bar. But then you can just go buy whatever food you want. Wow! So they bought a pizza. They're watching Cos- the game. Costco pizza or Longos? Uh, pizza, it was, I guess it was Longos. <laughs> they bought a pizza and then they're like, "Ah, you know what? Make this pizza better. Like some chili flakes and some garlic dipping sauce." Daryl's like, "Hold on, I'll be right back." You know, dips over to aisle eight and is back within three minutes with chili flakes and, and garlic dipping sauce. Classic. Darryl. It's sort of brilliant. I don't believe Daryl was back in three <laughs> well, minutes. Wow! No, he probably he probably wandered. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, they took some photos. It just looks hilarious. So, and, I, and then, so I tweeted that. Other people started saying, oh, yeah, this is one of the best-kept secrets in the city, watching the game at a Longo's supermarket. So I'm other sure people have done this. 
<laughs> I gotta try it. Uh, yeah. Lee, Lee. Yeah, they were sound, have, they were, sound on. They were sound having, on? Sound on? Yeah, sound on, I believe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good. They were having beers, and then they're like, you know, let's uh, let's get a little classy here on a Friday night. <laughs> Buy a bottle of wine. <laughs> Crack it. I mean, now, yeah, sure. Jeez. Why not? It's Let's amazing. Do it. So Canada basketball and the, and the people in Canada that are watching games at Longos <laughs> get my winner of the Good weekend. Stuff. Let me throw in a Canada baseball. Sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody pumped because Hyunjin Ryu. Yeah. <laughs> the big lefty making his debut warming up in spring training. Ah. Spring training has begun. What? Oh, Pat- pitchers and catchers have reported. <laughs> what? Did you know wow. that, Lee? Was it on the schedule? No, I didn't say that. I was too busy watching the Allen Border Medal, the uh, uh, cricketer of the year in Australia was handed out uh, last night. Oh, we have, can we, can we <laughs> pivot? Nice pivot, nice JD. Pivot. Yeah, congrats to David Warner picking up a, a cricketer of the year, Allen Border Medal. Yeah, I'm Allen. I'm Alan bored of this conversation already. I thought you were gonna. Uh, I thought you were gonna bring up. Was it not a Canadian tennis player that was uh, caught chugging uh, maple syrup on the on the sides? Am I crazy? Uh, what, in, at the Australian Open? Maybe. I don't know. Mm, What's I going on right now? Uh, uh, no, that was a couple of weeks ago. Well, oh, was it? La- it ended last week. Yeah. Uh, okay. I don't know who I'm thinking of. Then I thought he yeah. was a Canadian. All right. Wow. Any other winners uh, from the NBA weekend? <laughs> I think we should squeeze in Boyan Bogdanovich's huge game winner on Sunday against the Rockets. Yeah. That was a beauty and the rockets tend to own the utah jazz we've talked about it before yeah it's just a thing that happens they just can't seem to find a way last year in the playoffs they got beat uh by the jazz and then they got beat by them a couple weeks ago or i should say the jazz got beat by the rocks a couple weeks ago um and uh it felt a little different on sunday it it should feel different because boyan bogdanovich wasn't there for the playoffs last year he's a shot maker and this is a, a matchup if the playoffs started today. We would see four and five Jazz versus Rockets. Oh yeah! And uh, it should be fun. And the Jazz need a needed a shot maker uh, to 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 come in there. And Mike Conley, obviously a great acquisition, but they're fine with him being off the bench. And Bogdanovich is sort of one of those underherald un, unheralded dudes that nobody really thinks of. Uh, but he can hit big shots, and he was double teamed on both sides of his body, left and right. Oh, I thought he got fouled yeah, he twice got, on that. Yeah, so did I, yeah. <laughs> he was touched, yeah. for sure, yeah. uh, but they didn't call it, and um, they shouldn't have called it. It was a, it was a last-second shot, and he buried it. It was beautiful. And so. that was off of a beautiful play by Westbrook, kicking it out to uh, Tucker PJ, in the yeah. corner. P.J. Tucker's open in the corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never misses, open that right never corner. misses the corner, yeah. it feels like, and that was a great play from Russ had an awesome game. He had the huge dunk, too, sort of a round Gobert. And on that play, he had the chance to shoot the bomb for that, but instead drove inside as well. Like uh, He's changing. He's changing before our eyes, Russell Westbrook. That, that was a really go f- Go watch the final five yeah. minutes of that game uh, on yesterday, yesterday's game, Jazz Rocket. That was awesome. The back and forth, the play and, ma- or shot making. And the Rockets broadcast Dying to call that game a game winner. Uh, the Rock, the Westbrook pass out to yeah. PJ Tucker, and mm. they kind of whisper for the it. win. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, and it kind of happened like that. twice. It looked yeah. like that was going to happen to the Jazz again. Like they were going to get out mathed because they were doing a pretty good job of getting some buckets on the offensive end. But then every time coming back down, it was like Covington hit a big three, and then PJ Tucker hit the big three. You're like, oh, this is exactly why the Rockets did this. They got to get the math on their side, getting the extra points from time to time. Yeah. But just 1.2 seconds remaining. That's enough for Boy Boy. They also, uh, I think that play was designed for Donovan Mitchell, and the Rockets defended him well because the second defender came out, and then Bogey came out. Maybe it was that was like a, a you know diversion play. Yeah. But it worked well. I will say about Bogey, he didn't have a great game yesterday, but he's got the most um, easy looking shot. 
I think. He just looks so comfortable. Every, he flicks it. Yeah. yeah. Like he grabs it and just shoots as if like he's not playing a game. He's, he's a just, big dude, yeah. right? I mean, you sort of forget how big he is. And is he still averaging like 20 points per game? Like you, I know he was around 21 at one point earlier in the season. He's, he's, at, he's, at, he's at 21. Yeah. He's at 21 a game. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. <laughs> That's really, really good. Uh, a couple other mini winners of the weekend. John Morant. Recorded his first career triple-double, 27 points, 10 boards, 10 assists on Sunday. He dominated the fourth quarter. Um, he just took over. It's awesome to watch. He's fourth in the league in fourth quarter scoring, averaging 7.6 points per game on 56% shooting. Only trails like Harden, Trey Young, who had a monster game, obviously, in double overtime win against the Knicks, and Giannis. This guy's a rookie point guard. That's special. And the Grizzlies are 21-10 and 10 since early December. You know, they started slow. Just rolling here. Furkan Korkmaz. Furkan, <laughs> two wins over the weekend. He averaged 32.5 points per game. He shot 73.5% from the floor and 65% from distance. He hit 13 threes in two games this weekend, plus 15 in a win over the Grizzlies on Friday and a plus 14 in a win over the Bulls on Sunday. Time for the Furculator. Man. It's time for the Furculator. Man. They need somebody that can hit threes. Oh. And so anytime he's... I feel like anytime Furkan is shooting well from outside, the Sixers are going to win because they just need somebody who can do something from the perimeter, yeah. and he has been their most reliable just shooter, I would say. Uh, I mean, you know, Tobias Harris is pouring in the points, but Furkan is just catch it, shoot it, and it's gone. So when uh, when he's on fire, they're tough to beat. One more, Marvin Williams. On Saturday, Marvin Williams' buyout it was completed with the Hornets. He was waived, so why would that be a winner of the weekend? Guy got waived. Well, he clears waivers today, and he's reportedly signing with the 44 and 7 bucks. <laughs> not bad. Upgrade. Yeah, yeah, not bad at all. And he's still, you know, he's obviously played a long time in this league, um, but can defend sort of multiple positions. And he's career 36.2% three-point shooter, so that should work in the Bucks system. You know, will he get a ton of minutes? I don't think so. But the guy's a locker room guy. Everybody loves him. I do wonder, does he like wrestling? <laughs> I'm curious. You know, Interesting. You, yeah, like will he be a part of the uh, Bucks sort of pregame wrestle fest that they got, the WrestleMania that they do before every game. Or was he, you know, is he just like, uh, I don't know, I'm not into this. If he is, he could be the uh, the Kamala or the Yokozuna of the group because he is part of the big boost team, right? <laughs> he, 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 can drop, he can drop that butt on somebody. Uh, it is, it's great for him and it's great for the Bucks. It seems like they're gathering these guys that are at the end, sort of at the end of their careers that have never won a ring like Kyle Korver. Marvin Williams. Yeah. I know no one, no one really considers Marvin Williams a guy who's been around a long time, but yeah. he's been around. Oh, a long yeah, he's like time. a fifteen-year guy. Yeah, isn't he? fifteen yeah. year. I, I, you know, I tweeted earlier this season. I saw it. I'm like, he's gonna be thirty-five soon. I think he's gonna play till he's forty, and it just sort of be unheralded because he yeah. can hit threes. Uh, you know, they got George Hill on this team. There's Wesley Matthews. West. West, West yeah, uh, and likely releasing Dragon Bender. Oh yeah. And, uh, I didn't even know he was, was a on short their career. Team. <laughs> yeah. He was at the end of their bench. <laughs> I had forgotten he was on their roster. I wonder if he makes another team. This is year four for him, fourth pick in 2016. Hopefully he gets back, but that's that's rough. Let's get to losers of the weekend. Trey, why don't you get started here? Well, great win for the Jazz last night. Not a great win earlier in the weekend. Loser, biggest loser of the weekend goes to the referees in the Blazers Jazz game, missing an egregious goaltend. That was crazy. Down two, Damian Lillard drives to the hole, gets bodied a little bit by Royce O'Neal. I'm fine with it. It's a end of the game. You're not calling that. Ball goes off the glass. It's almost a foot from the glass before Rudy Gobert smacks it away. Blazers 
do not get the offensive goaltending call, which means it therefore cannot be reviewed. Lillard goes crazy. The Blazers were saying that on the court, the refs were saying it wasn't even close. Yeah, I think, they, I think they were really upset by that. Yeah. Just like the refs saying, oh, yeah. no, you guys are way wrong. It's not even close. You're like, what the hell are you talking about? And yeah. then it continued afterwards. The referees were asked, should it have been a goaltend? They're like, we didn't call it, so we couldn't review it. Then when we saw it, it was a goaltend. <laughs> to which Damian Lillard responds on Twitter, we don't want to hear this punk-ass shit. <laughs> Which is great. And people are like, come on, man, you're going to get fined. He says, I got plenty of money. The guy's loaded. Don't worry about a little fine from the, uh, the NBA. But as it turns out, when the NBA messes up the call, you're allowed to criticize because Damian Lillard will not be fined. Yeah. There was also some beef between Donovan Mitchell and Gary Trent from this <laughs> game. This was a wild game uh, between the Blazers yeah. and the Jazz. And, you know, shout out to the Blazers who then went on to win on Sunday against the Heat. That's pretty impressive yep. to pull that win off after losing a tragic one that is really going to matter in the playoff race. A loss like that could put them out of the playoffs easily. Yeah, yeah that's what yeah. Lillard was saying. He's like, this could matter. We're in a playoff race. We need these wins, and that should be a tie game. Yeah, it should have been. Uh, I don't understand where the referees were looking when there's three of them at that point of the game, how not one of them could blow that. That wasn't, you know, that wasn't close. It's not close. No. It's really You, you hear them call Ryan Rucco. He even says it immediately, yeah. and he's adamant, like before they even see a replay. That was a goal 10. That yeah. was a goal. So, you know, everyone could see it. Um, and the referees not to do it. But, of course, the bigger problem here is now what does the NBA do about the replay system? Right. Because that's clearly a missed call, but they can't go and review it because it wasn't called on the in the moment. But you know what often happens is, say someone will shoot a three-pointer, and they might call it a three-pointer, but then they can go back and re review it at the next uh, dead ball and then change it or correct yeah. it. So they do have a system where you can sort of go back and change things. In this case, though, they can't do that. Yeah. So Well, we got an email from um, Stephen L, or Stephen L, excuse me, from Toronto, and this is going to what you're talking about here, Lee. He says, hello, dinkies. Various elite soccer leagues, including the English Premier League and Major League Soccer, recently implemented the video assistant referee. Everybody knows this, um, otherwise referred to as VAR. To provide real-time assistance with the officiating of a match by using various camera angles in the stadium, league-appointed personnel in a remote booth can review game footage and determine whether a decision or non-decision should be reconsidered for further review by the head referee who still makes the ultimate decision. Do you guys think a system like this has a place in today's NBA to avoid or reduce the number of controversial decisions or blown calls made by NBA officials, especially in those critical moments? This is exactly what uh, you know he's, he's talking about here with this, this incident between the Jazz and the Blazers. Like, it's like, if we have instant, if we have instant replay, why don't we use it a little more? Why don't we just use it where it makes more common sense? Yeah. In this type of instance, is a perfect example of like someone in a booth or somewhere in Sakaka saying, "Whoa, whoa, 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 guys, you gotta either take a look at this, like take a look at it right there on the floor, and then overturn the call or whatever." I mean, yeah. that's, or we just get rid of replay altogether. Because <laughs> if it's not doing its job, then who cares? But yeah, that's, 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 that's again, what, what is its job? Is it only on those calls that get made, which is what it is right now? Or do you want to then blow it up and say, okay, if, there's, if there is any point where this VAR person is watching and they alert the referees, you have to go back and check yeah, it. Yeah. Then you could be up for it all game because that happens in soccer. Like if there's a penalty call, it's like you, they, they go and they check it and then they decide whether or not it's a penalty. So the, the question is whether... I, I would not want it all game, but I would be fine, mm. if, you know, whatever it is, final two minutes of a game or something like that, where it's important right yeah but so <laughs> I mean, say so true. say that rudy gobert goaltend happens in the first minute of the game and it doesn't get called then then what does that is that less of a call because it's at the start of the game versus at the end of the game 
but there's incorrect calls. I know, I know. But this is, this is, this is going to be the yeah. this is going to be the debate: is 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 when do you use it and when don't you use it? Yeah. And do you accept bad calls or missed calls if it's if it's early in the game? Because when when the Houston Rockets had that James Harden dunk that wasn't allowed, yeah. the NBA said you had plenty of time to make up the game and win that game. Still, right. <laughs> in this instance. The Rockets. I mean, the, the Blazers still got a shot off to could have tied the game. It's the true. End. It's so true. They, Swanigan wide open. Yeah, from the corner. he was. <laughs> Not so, the new PJ Tucker yet. No. So you know, let's say that goes in and they go on to win. Then no, I know, it's less of a controversy because they got out of it, but they didn't win. So they're upset. And and again, we know how tight their playoff race is for the Blazers. And even if look, even if they go up that basket counts, we'll have what happens if the Jazz go and hit the game winner at the other end. There's so many what ifs out of this scenario. I don't know what the right answer is, and I wouldn't. But like, you want to get a blatant call. In a in a close game, correct. That one for sure. Yeah, for sure. And and uh, you could even see Rudy Gobert knew that he got away oh, with it. No. <laughs> it's uh, player reactions can tell you the whole story. Yeah, they can sometimes. Yeah, I thought the the email was kind of important to include because I saw it. I, I saw that email initially. And I thought video assistant referee. Like I just initially thought it was something like they implement on the goal line in soccer where they they have they just have cameras frankly is what they have but i thought it was a, a sensor system that they had i think a sensor system would be important off a of backboard let's say the ball touches the backboard let's say something hits the backboard that triggers something where it's frankly it's reviewable and that's it because that's that goaltending's let's take out the the human error aspect i think that's the important part here because uh, goaltending in, in this situation, honestly, I'm not trying to gaslight the situation. I, w- I woke up Saturday morning, I saw it, and and live, I didn't even, I couldn't tell. I, I knew that was the case, but it, I knew that goaltending did happen. But watching it live, it was, it looked like it looked so bad that it looked like Damian Lillard kind of threw it at the rim, mm. and, and, like in a weird way, like he didn't put it off the glass because it looked like it was, it was so blatant. And, and where the the referees are standing. It's it's just it's not ideal. It's never ideal. I mean, it, yes, it was it was a goal ten, but I just think the best video replay implementations are in tennis, where it's just uh, hey, the ball hits the line, and it's a computer. And if the if the ball hits the backboard, I think there should be a sensor and, and figure that out in some way because that's what you have to review. I mean, it's just well, good or you- or or. The official just call everything a goaltend in a close game. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? Yeah. Because then, then you're at least covering your ass, and then you can go review it. That the whole point is it was nothing was called. So then it's like, well, we can't review it because nothing was called. Yeah. But that's that's a dumb system. That to me is a yeah. dumb system. Yeah. It's like okay, just because you incorrectly didn't call anything, we can't review something that's blatantly wrong. What a, I mean, that's again, that's the the refs are, their hands are tied here because those are the rules. We're talking about yeah, completely changing the rules. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I lend tend to think we got to have less in rules you know i want less reasons to have replay but the the things that make the most sense are like somebody's foot stepped out of bounds you can tell that easily you can tell the ball hit the backboard easily we got to get the computers in here is what i'm saying and leave the judgment calls to the people making judgment yeah. a ball hitting the glass before somebody blocks it is not a judgment call that's an easy one right. that shouldn't be botched so we need robots is what it comes down <laughs> we to chip, we need robots and sensors yeah. yeah yeah and maybe we'll get to that all right what else for loser of the weekend what do you got? I'm going with the Indiana Pacers, kind of the, the, the flip of what the Boston Celtics are doing right now. The Pacers have lost five in a row, and they lost two on the weekend. Now, one was a great game to the Raptors. Uh, fair enough, they can lose that one. But then they followed that up with another home loss to the shorthanded New Orleans Pelicans. No Ingram, no Zion Williamson. And the Pacers led this one uh, 
with by four points with about six minutes ago. There's still plenty of time there, but they needed a win. And this was one I think that they, they could have, they should have, you know, been able to recover from uh, the, the tough loss against the Raptors and go out and get this one. Oh, the Depot didn't play. He was out yep. for a back-to-back. And they are only one and four since he returned. Obviously, I'm not blaming him, but it takes time. Oh, well, maybe they're better without him. You should tell that joke. <laughs> well, they've lost, though. They keep, they keep losing, though. So, uh, but uh, they, it's funny, you know, with the Pacers, because throughout the season, at times, they just look so resilient and so tough. And in crunch time, they're very, very good. Uh, but they haven't been lately. They're sort of struggling a little bit. So, um, you know, when you when you lose a tough one like they did to the Raptors, you sort of want to see how the team bounces back and they get a great opportunity the next night against a team that they, they really should have beaten. Perhaps even the, overlooked the uh, Pelicans a little because Zion and Brandon, their two highest scorers, weren't playing, mm-hmm. uh, but still couldn't close out. Drew Holiday was fantastic again, hitting some big free throws for the, for the Pels, who are playing well. But uh, the Pacers... Man, they are—they're uh, one of those teams that you look at sometimes and think they could—they could do some damage in the playoffs, and other times you think they might just be like they were last season. You know, make the playoffs, but then they get swept by the Celtics. It's—it's uh, it's really tough to figure them out. But obviously, with Oladipo, you know, he gets a pass for the remainder of this season. It, it's very, very hard to come back off a, a, a significant injury halfway through a season when the team's been playing well and be effective. Um, but overall, I just think the—you um, know—the paces are just just struggling a little bit right now they need the all-star break yeah that's that's one Some of those teams need that. yeah they just they maybe look towards that just to uh refresh and get ready for the second half of the season yeah if the playoffs did start today it would be celtics pacers in a 3-6 matchup you'd have the heat 76ers raps nets and then of course the bucks magic um yeah it would not be an easy series i don't think a lot of people will be picking the pacers to uh, get by the yeah. celtics you know as of right now a lot of things can change till we get to april but all right indiana yeah, and Close it's to be expected, I guess, that Victor Oladipo doesn't look like Victor Oladipo, but I was dumb, and I initially just I thought, wow, they're playing so well without their best player. He comes in and adds that that, 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 that ability to just get your own shot at any time. Like Malcolm Brogdon, Demontis Sabonis, they don't have the athletic ability that Victor Oladipo does as a perimeter player, but he just, number one, he doesn't look all that spry and springy and number two they're just having a bit of a difficulty just feeling him out as well and so it it goes both ways so I don't I don't know maybe these two months will be enough for them to to be a really great threat in the playoffs but they've dropped a sixth and um there's some good teams at the top of the Eastern Conference. It oh, doesn't, yeah. doesn't bode well, as you said. I, I you want you want think. the first or second seed in the Eastern Conference. Oh, yeah. You're going to have a cakewalk in the first round. But yeah. then then from there on out, yeah, you're going to be having a pretty good opponent. Yeah, I don't think anyone team. takes the Pacers. That's, that's, I agree with that. Yeah, uh, I'll jump in here. The Lakers, they need another guy off the bench to make plays. We've talked about that. Ideally, they need another little ball handler. Not to take away uh, Alex Caruso's minutes, because Laker Nation will get very angry, but to <laughs> probably play alongside Alex Caruso. And they couldn't get anything done at the trade deadline. Then Darren Collison, who retired before the season, comes and hangs out at a Laker game. Yeah. With Jeannie. Yeah. He gets a standing ovation. <laughs> right. The crowd was going nuts. We're like, all right, we're getting Darren Collison. Hey, man. He hated it. Hated it. Hated doesn't like experience. Doesn't like that kind of applause. Yeah. Wants to play it cool. <laughs> and he, I guess he did hate it because he's uh, he's told the Lakers, uh-uh, I'm not coming out of retirement. It's just not the right time this weekend. And so – Just wanted free tickets. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> yeah. He had front row tickets. And uh, he just said, I'm just watching a basketball game <laughs> after the game. I'm just here to watch the game. And he walked out of the arena, and then he called them a couple days later said, I'm not coming back. <laughs> And so that stinks for them because, yeah, uh, as I said, trade deadline, swing and a miss. Darren Collison, swing and a miss. But now two strikes. 
They're looking for Dion Waiters. <laughs> oh, please make this happen. <laughs> or J.R. Smith. Maybe. Yeah, the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies are releasing Dion Waiters, and they have been, as we talked about last week, they've been rumored to get uh, to have their sights on J.R. Smith because J.R. Smith's working out for them soon. Who are you it's not quite there? Darren Collison. Who do you want? Who do you want? Dion Waiters or J.R. Smith? Both have I go uh, LeBron experience. I want Dion. I want Dion because he was basically kicked out of the team. He gets his full payoff from the Heat, and he might end up with a championship ring this season. Okay. That that would just be perfect. And you know, there'd be a game where he'd be on the court at late in the game, and he'd be give me the give me the ball, hey, LeBron. Give me yeah. it. Yeah. I like. I think it was uh, Ghostface Ziller who said to decide who gets that final Lakers spot. Between JR and Dion Waiters, they should have to play like a game of one on one full court to like thirty one. First off, you see who's Let's in condition. It, yeah. yeah, like who's uh, who's in good shape and have them gun away against each other. I love that idea. Put that, yeah, sell that, put it on pay per view. Hell yeah, I'm paying five ninety nine. Star weekend, that. put it on the zone. Go. Perfect. Yeah, I watch the hell out of that. Yeah, so Lakers uh, with that news, like you said from Collison, um, he says no, no, not this year. So does that mean maybe next year? I guess like maybe he's thirty two now. I guess yeah, he's got all the time in the world. Yeah. He's just chill. Yeah, I would. I would bet J.R. Smith just because LeBron's played with him in the playoffs before, mm. and uh, really? I don't know. You don't just. Yeah, oh, I don't think JR. LeBron's taking a risk. J.R. must be 35, 36 now. He's not young. He's oh four. came out yeah. as a high schooler. Yeah. How much money do you think Darren Collison has made in his career? Forty-five million. Forty. Oh, you're very close. Forty-three point three million, according to Basketball Reference. Yes, yeah. you know he's doing fine. This is my point. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing fine, but uh, yeah, okay. So he says no, not coming back this year. That's a bit of a blow to the Lakers. I would like to give a loser of the weekend to Isaiah Thomas, who was waived. Now, as expected, he was waived by the Clippers. He was traded to LA, part of the te- three-team deal at the deadline. Clippers didn't really need his services. They don't really need a point guard. Um, they got Patrick Beverly, obviously. Lou Williams is their point guard. Run a lot of their stuff through their dominant wing guys in, in Kawhi and Paul George as it is. But, man, IT, I, I give him a loser of the weekend because, you know, I saw the tweets going around, and it's like when you really wrap your head around the fall-off for this guy in the last couple of years, it's it's pretty astonishing. He played 40 games for the Wizards this year. He played all right. I mean, really, I know no one was playing defense on the Wizards, but he averaged 12.2 points per game, 3.7 assists in 23 minutes per game. Not bad, but go back to... April of 2017, Isaiah Thomas finished fifth in MVP voting. The guy's an all-NBA guard, nearly 30 points per game. And then here's what happened. In May 2017, he's ruled out with the hip injury. Obviously, the death of his sister in there as well. And then things just spiraled out of control. In August, he's traded to the Cavs as part of the Kyrie Irving deal. Plays like two months with Cleveland. That did not go well. He got into it with Kevin Love. Mm -hmm. There was the whole... uh, uh, LeBron's game winner uh, refusing to celebrate with uh, IT. Remember that? Instead, yeah. he's all pumped to see Jetty Osman. Um, so in February 2018, IT is traded to the Lakers. In March of 2018, he undergoes hip surgery. So, okay, more surgery there on the hip. In, two, in July 2018, you know, he's not staying with the Lakers. He signs a one-year deal with the Nuggets for the Vets minimum. In July 2019, he signs another one-year deal to play for the Wizards. And then last week, he's traded to the Clippers and waived. That is in the span of like three years. He was Crazy. an MVP candidate on one team and then has bounced around and is just signing on for Vets Minimum and now getting waived. Like thrown a, he's in, included in a trade just to make it happen and then he's waived and I don't know. Could the Lakers take a look at IT as uh, the, <laughs> a little taste? That other little point guard they want, playmaker? I don't know. But uh, that's wild. That's It's just unreal. Yeah. That's very, very rare. I 
Try and find me a guy that was a top five MVP that fell off that that quickly. Some to do with injuries, of course, and, yeah. and, and sometimes sort of fit and whatever. It's crazy. And now there's some talk. I see Celtics fans saying, bring him back. Bring him back. Why Put not? him on the roster. Why not? Um, so maybe it's a possibility. He says he sort of squashed his beef there with, with Danny and all that. Yeah. And he, I think he would consider it. I'm sure he would at this point playing on a good team. Rough. Yeah, he, he seems to sort of beef, though, with his teammates. Because it happened as well in Los Angeles when he went there. Some yeah, of the that younger guys didn't like him there. Him and Boogie didn't really get along in Sacktown. Oh, way back in the day, yeah. Phoenix, yeah. Phoenix as well. He wasn't loved in Phoenix. They got rid of him just after they signed him. So Sure, sure. You know, I mean, maybe. Like, it doesn't seem like a like a. I would dick, say over the last couple of years, you haven't heard anything. Right? No, but he hasn't played. I mean, well, you know. He was playing some. With the Nuggets and the and the Wizards, Not, I mean, you but weren't see, talking but, about him. Or? Yeah, but but he well, he was deep on the bench there in Denver. And yeah. in Denver was a situation I thought was good for him because Mike Malone was the coach and he was his first yeah. coach in Sacramento, yeah. or maybe not his first, but one of his coaches that he that he actually did well for. So, um, yeah, tough tough situation for him. Yeah, the biggest mistake is that for him is that he probably tried to play through injury. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately, that really stunk. For the him. first the first go around. Yeah, yeah with Boston. With Boston. Yeah. <laughs> I guess Joakim Noah is a bit of a. Yeah. Comparable fell off, like 2014 Defensive yeah. Player of the Year, fourth in MVP voting, and then kind of just fell off the map. No, you know, a couple of years with Chicago, but it's fair. gone. Injuries well, as well. Those are our winners and losers of the NBA weekend. Let's hear from you guys. Tweet at us at No Dunks Inc. Who did we miss? All right, JD, tweet of the night. Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Well, not too much uh, NBA Twitter watching for me last night. <laughs> oh, really? Well, I was watching the Oscars, obviously. Right. Uh, and they did have a nice uh, – Kobe Bryant was included in the In Memoriam, um, which was great. And uh, Spike Lee was wearing a, a suit mm-hmm. dedicated to uh, to Kobe with uh, the number uh, 24, and it was uh, Lakers purple and gold. Um, but – this is not a tweet, but it was what, what was trending on Twitter last night. Luke Perry omitted what from in memoriam. Hmm. Outrageous! I, I didn't. I didn't even notice. I got to be honest. Yeah, wow. neither, neither did I actually. Yeah, but I saw. I I saw that he was trending. I was like, uh oh. So yeah, he didn't make it. That's it. And we mentioned him uh, just on exactly. Thursday That's why it was. That's why it was uh, it was fresh in the mind, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, apparently, there was a couple missing, eh? Yeah, uh, Cameron Boyce, Tim Conway. Mm-hmm. Tim yeah. Conway's a big one. That's, yeah, that's you know, what's going on? Yeah, it was a gong show, though. Let's be honest, that whole production. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I saw a good chunk of it. It was odd. <laughs> yeah, I, I sat through the whole thing. Oh God, it's amazing. I mean, it was. Whenever, whenever, what was it? Two and a half hours oh, at no, least. It was. No, it was three and a half hours. Oh, my God. Started at 8, ended at 11.30. You could have watched The Irishman in that time. <laughs> you know what? Good it was Irish. more entertaining than The Irishman. I'll oh, give it that. Ouch, ouch, I will uh, give it that. I always love a good Irishman joke from, was, uh, uh, from the host. <laughs> uh, have you guys seen Parasite? I have. I watched it right before the Oscars. And you happy? were you happy you did that? I'm thrilled he was. It, it's, a, it's, it's great. Awesome. It's awesome. It is really, it is really, really, really good. And I would have been happy with that or JoJo. Oh, I haven't seen that. JoJo's great. The only one I haven't seen is 1917, which... Right in my wheelhouse. I just haven't had a chance to see it yet. Mm, yeah. Okay. Lee, you've seen any of these? No, I'm going to watch Parasite on the plane to Chicago on Friday. <laughs> you've decided? Come on. Decided. Nice. What? 
just watch Dove Fire again and just <laughs> either go to the theater or or watch Is it, it still at in home. The theater? I mean, but well, it just won four Oscars. Like, yeah, it should. It's probably back in uh, November. Was it? But don't watch movie, good movies on the plane. you got to watch bad movies on a plane. I agree with that. I agree with that. But I've heard so much hype about Parasite that I want to check it out. <laughs> See it the way it's meant to be seen. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> on a five-by-four screen. This has been uh, fixed to uh, for this screen size. That yeah, always says that right. I'm like, plane. yeah, are you going to be able to read the like the subtitles? Is it, is it all plane? subtitles? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Great. Well, we've got to, get the crossword, got to get the crossword out of the way, and then I'm all on Parasite. Oh, yeah. How long does it go for? Uh, it's two hours and 12 minutes, Ooh. I believe. How long is the flight How to Chicago? It's about two hours and 12 that. minutes. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> so, oh, wow. wow. <laughs> I might have to break my golden rule about the crossword. <laughs> Just go right to the movie? Exactly, yeah. No, we'll do, I don't start the crossword until we're airborne. Yeah. That's, that's my rule. <laughs> so this time I might just get it started and then start watching Parasite as soon as I can. Right. I you, hope it's not on. I, I forbid you from watching that on a plane. Yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about that as well. Um, but so we are doing the USA Today crossword. You start us off. You put a good like five or six innings in on your arm. I come in. I'm the Dwayne Ward. Uh, I try and get a couple outs. That's it. And uh, then Tom Hankey over here, Trey Kirby, is the closer. Throw on my glasses. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, shuts it down. All right. Speaking of parasites, is anybody wearing a, a doctor's mask on the Ooh. Uh, on the plane? Ooh. No. No? No. Why? You never know. <laughs> okay. You never know. <laughs> All right. That's not going to stop you from getting the coronavirus. Okay, well, Just FYI. Aren't you going to feel better about yourself? No. I won't look ridiculous. That plane just came from China. <laughs> the one that we're going to be on? <laughs> yeah. Tess already I'm knows. Already no, there's no Delta flights going to China right now. So yeah. oh, well, so. you got hashtag yeah. well actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to see. The so so overall, you didn't love the Oscar uh, production? I would say I hated it. I hated <laughs> the, f- I, the opening number. It was a little much. If, if I was at my son's uh, high school, and they put that on. I would be embarrassed for them. The, you're talking about Janelle Monae starting yeah. as uh, like Mr. Rogers' mm-hmm. neighborhood, and then it, yeah, okay. Because yeah. her button popped open, or I mean, that was that was an uh, uh, inauspicious start. Yeah, well, it's yeah, it was the first thing we noticed. We're like, oh, she, oh. she dropped the coat, too. and then the coat yeah. fell, yeah. and it was just all over after yeah. that. It was all over. What My wife th- walked out of the room. She was so angry. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> I, think, I think you're going a little overboard. Well, she did go overboard. What about uh, Steve Martin and Chris Rock? Again, get a host. Pick pick somebody and just host the goddamn thing. There's so, many, there's so many introductions for introductions. Exactly. It's really fascinating. And they actually made a joke of it at the yeah, end. Yeah, they it did. The guy in the balcony was yeah. like, I'm going to introduce somebody who's going to introduce somebody who's going to introduce yeah. somebody. It's like, yeah, that's right. That's why this show is three and a half hours long yeah. and everybody hates it and you know it's a bad show when Eminem comes up and oh, it falls oh, completely flat like something was wrong with the audio on that though too, yes yeah. there was that and maybe because he, uh, the audio like he was singing a 15 year old song <laughs> <laughs> what was the reason for all that it's because he did no well, no why was he performing lose yourself <laughs> it was like a tribute to music in the movies oh my god and, and we, we were watching the montage. I, well, I think I saw somebody also say, did he not accept a Grammy or, or excuse me, an Oscar like back in the day? Well, when, that that song won for best song, yeah. but he didn't show up. Yeah, that's it. But that's he's it. selling an album now. So oh, he's like, yeah. oh, hi, Eminem. That was weird. I'm it was weird. You. And then the, just like shots of the crowd and just. Oh, someone's someone bopping along, though. 
okay, fine, but it's just not the right room for that. No. I don't know. Like, <laughs> the performance was fine. And half of it was censored out anyways. Yeah. Like, it just kept cutting out. And... I will say, um, Chris Rock has not aged at all. Oh my God. Do you know how yeah. old Chris Rock is? He's in his 50s, 40, He's right? 55. Wow. He's wow. 55. Tell me he doesn't look identical to how he yeah. looked 20 years ago. I mean, we, Nora and I were going crazy. We are like, no way. How does he look the exact same? He looks identical. It's impressive. doesn't help in, that uh, he's standing next to Steve Martin. No, He no. looks ancient. Yeah, that's true. No offense, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> he was right, in well. Beverly Hills Cop too, Chris Rock. There really? you go. <laughs> Watch that on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, well, coming to America, no, it's not even out yet, is it? Yeah. Can't wait for that one. Coming, for, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I'm getting you a mask for the flight. <laughs> I just read about the coronavirus. I'm going to put it over my eyes so I don't have to watch <laughs> Lee watch. Uh, I, hope, I hope you are sitting directly behind me, JD. So. <laughs> <laughs> or no, like on the angle so you can see yeah, what's on yeah, my screen. Yeah, so you can see the screen. <laughs> All right, let's get to uh, pick'em results from Friday night in the association. We had the uh, Rockets-Suns game. Rockets were favored by two and a half. On the road, obviously going with the super small ball, the pocket rockets there, but uh, Suns pounded them. They just crushed them on Friday night. And uh, everybody except Tass got it wrong. Tass feeling himself right now in the month of February. Four and one. Yeah. Everybody else, uh, well, Trace three and two, Lee's two and three. I'm one and four. So this is uh, my worst, worst month in a long time here. What's our game tonight? We got a lot to pick from. Speaking of hot, the Toronto Raptors have won 14 games in a row hosting the Minnesota Timberwolves, who were the opposite of hot. They had lost 13 in a row before that Saturday win. In Toronto, the Raptors are favored by 10 and a half. Mm. And do they've we, had to squeak out some close ones. Do uh, we know if um, Russell's playing? D'Angelo Russell is questionable right now okay. to make his debut. It's unsure. He's, uh, he's not feeling quite right. right he's According got the quad, to yeah. Tim Bontemps about, just uh, reported that just a minute ago. Kay. Kyle. Is Kyle playing tonight? Kyle we? is also questionable. Yeah, he's he got the, the whiplash. That's a, yeah, that was scary, yeah. yeah. No Gasol to battle Carl Anthony Towns. He's out. Right. No Norman Powell. He's out. But does it matter does with the Does it Raps? matter? 14 in a row. Ten and a half point favorites. Ooh, Three games and four nights for the Toronto Raptors, whereas the Timberwolves have a whole squadron of new guys. Give me the Timberwolves to lose and cover. Nice. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm going to take the Raptors. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to take the Wolves, too. That's a big line. It's a and the Raps have been squeaking out a lot of these. <laughs> I will take the Wolves. Okay. Three guys taking the Wolves. Raps got to win by 11 or more for Lili to pick up that W. All right, that's a Monday. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to check out the other great shows on the Athletic Podcast Network. Count the Dings, Back to Back, Hoops Adjacent, which I had the honor of going on on Friday. Shout out to DA and Wasp for having me on Hoops Adjacent. Go check that out. If you're not a member of The Athletic, get in the game. Get 40% off your subscription today. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, if you're coming to see us at our show in Chicago this weekend, we've got some VIP tickets. That are all sold out, unfortunately. But we'll be shaking, we'll be shaking your hand. So make sure you wear a mask. Thanks. Embrace the day, people. <laughs>